As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Three, two, one, zero. Hello, welcome to... Episode 165, How to Start with Credits. Hey, Money Clan, a very warm welcome to the Chain of Wealth podcast. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Walsh. So Katie, quite a topic that's dear to my heart because I've recently had to go through this. And that's building and establishing your credits. Yeah, it's not a very easy thing to have to do, especially because credit can be quite intimidating. The funny thing about credit is you basically have to prove that you don't need it to get it. And for most people that are starting out, they need, need it. it. <laughs> it's a little bit of a tricky one to kind of navigate and prove that you're not going to be overly reliant on it. Right. So, yeah. Very exciting episode. We're going to give you guys a whole bunch of value and really teach you what I did. And I have now got a credit score of just shy of 800. So in literally three years. So it just goes to show what is possible if you do focus and really know what you're doing. Right. Cool. So before we dive right into our episode, if you guys haven't already, we'd love if you joined our Facebook community. Head on over to chainofwealth.com slash group. We'd love if you came and said hi. All right, Kate, you ready to dive in? Yes. Fantastic. Let's do it. Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom. All right, Kate, so building up your credits. And I never have actually asked you the story. What did you do when you first started out with credit? Did you have some help from your family or what did you kind of do? Hmm, that's actually a good question, Dan. I am not 100% sure, but I'll tell you what I think probably happened. Okay. When I went to college, I remember my brother gave me his credit card. Like, a, he put me on his account. Okay. So I had his credit card with my name on it, and I was allowed to use that for emergencies. And we had a very in-depth conversation, uh, what constituted an emergency to a... 18-year-old girl. I imagine that was an intense conversation. It was an intense conversation. And I'm sure a lot of people are probably thinking like, hmm, your brother did that for you? That's a little bit strange. I came from a single-parent family, so it was just my mom and my brother and myself. So I, there's no dad in my picture. So my brother is fantastic and really helped me a lot. But I want to say that my mom probably opened an account for me and used it as her own credit card, but made the payments and everything. Right. And then the first thing that I really remember of my own kind of credit 
line that I had to take care of was when I got my wisdom teeth taken out. Mm -hmm. And I had to open up, I think it was called a care credit card or something. And I had to make payments on that. And it was however much it is to get your wisdom teeth taken out. I don't even know. $2,000, $4,000. And then I remember I got a little bit older and a credit card application came in the mail for me after college. So I was 22, 23 years old. They obviously knew that you were ready for a credit card. Yeah. Now. It's probably because your student loan and you know, suddenly it wasn't a case of, oh, we're just adding money to it. It's now in, you need to pay it off mode. <laughs> right. So I did do this right. It was an American Express credit card and I still have it. And I asked my mom if she thought I should. And again, we went over what constitutes a credit card, just like the conversation I had with my brother years before. And I was really responsible with my brother's credit card. I really only ever used it for books. Right. Because books in college are... They are ridiculously expensive. Oh my goodness, so expensive. <laughs> so it's not like I ever went shopping with his credit card or anything. So I got the credit card from American Express and I used it for a long time as like a travel credit card. So I would go on trips with friends and then I would pay it off. So I did basically everything that we tell people not to do. <laughs> for example, I went on a cruise with one of my good girlfriends a couple years ago, and in a weekend, racked up like $2,000, which gives me a little bit of a headache right now while I'm thinking about it. It took me a couple of months to pay it off, but I did pay it off. I want to think that I was never one of those people that had like massive credit card balances. I would put it, you know, the cruise on my credit card, and then I would pay it off, and then I wouldn't use the credit card again until... I had something else, but it always had a zero balance. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And as time went on, I have in my name now one other credit card, which is the Uber credit card that I really like. And I got that admittedly from your persuasion. But yeah, that's pretty much my credit history. I do have a fairly decent credit score. And I really just practice paying all my bills on time. Yeah. So I had a little bit of a different journey. So I came to America three years ago and back in South Africa, I had a platinum credit card, you know, like literally the best that you can get kind of thing. They only issued it to people that, you know, had like a very well-established asset portfolio and everything else. Um, but because of my qualification, I qualified to get this. They kind of say, well, if you're on this track, then we'll give you a good deal or whatever. And what is that qualification? Chartered accountants. And what is that? roughly about? It's basically a blend between a CPA and a CFA. Okay. So, yeah. Because of your job, you were able to get that. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And it was essentially because of the qualifications I had and then obviously the track that I was on. But I came to America and essentially I had no credit in America. And I said to them, like, I pulled out the card and I'm like, this is a card in my name. You can see it's a credit card. What do you mean I have no credit history? Or to be fair, though, your credit card had a zebra on it. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's not a credit card. You have a Mickey Mouse on your credit card. I know. But, <laughs> but for a kid from Africa, to be like, but I have great credit. Here's my credit card with a zebra on it. Just remember that when we're in Africa and you pull out your Mickey Mouse credit card. <laughs> so anyway, I was basically told I had no credit history. And, you know, I had a brand new social security number and everything else. And I had to start from scratch. And 
one of the best ways to do, well, to start from scratch is to open up a secured credit card. So what a secured credit card is, is when you say to the bank, I'm going to back this credit card with my own money. And then you are going to treat it like a credit card for whatever value I put down. And you basically are on like a probationary period for a couple months. So I think I was on my probation period for about seven months or so. And at that point, they then said to me, well, you know, you can now try and apply for a normal credit card. Um, and I started, like you say, getting things in the mail and saying, hey, um, you've been pre-approved for whatever. So I started off with a very small limit. And once I had built up a bit of street credit as such, I was then able to apply for a regular credit card. And once I had the regular credit card, it was just kind of keeping accounts open and gradually opening up more and more accounts. And today I have over $60,000 of available facility on my credit cards. However, I never carry a big balance on them. It's always very, very small. And I use less than 1% of my actual total facility at all times. So hearing all this story, I just got a flashback Yeah. to like one of our first dates, actually. Obviously, chain of wealth was going to happen eventually because on one of our first dates, you were sitting there talking to me about your secured credit card. Do you remember this? I do. And you were going on and on and on. And at the time, I had no idea what you were talking about. I hardly understood you. You were walking way too fast for me to keep up. And you were talking too fast. So I was just like all over the place lost. But I remember you saying how you had put so much more money in for your secured credit card than like coworkers who had also come over with you. Um, can you explain kind of what your rationale behind putting more money in versus not as much because a person like me if I was in that boat I would have been like okay well here's 500 bucks into this secured credit card in the back of my head hoping like I hope this is not a scam yeah and you kind of did something completely different so I put a lot more money in initially and the reason is is because I wanted to use that card on a day-to-day basis and benefit from getting the points. So just because it's a secured credit card doesn't mean you don't get any points. I was still getting 1% cash back. I think it was a Bank of America credit card, if I remember correctly. But in any case, I was earning like 1% cash back and I wanted to put all my regular expenses on that credit card to get the points. And in last week's episode or a couple weeks ago, we spoke about the benefits of sort of using your credit cards to gain points and everything else like that. And like, how we've basically gone on vacations for free sometimes because of the amount of points we've managed to accumulate through just regular spending. Like we haven't gone out of our way to be like, oh, I want to get a lot of credit card points. So let's go blow a thousand bucks. No, it's always like, oh, well, we need to go get groceries. Let's use the car that's going to get our 6% cash back. And I want to just point out because I feel like you use this, we're going to go get groceries anyway reference a lot. We're not big shoppers. Like we don't really go buy new shoes or new clothes very often. In fact, I don't enjoy shopping really at all. So mostly the only thing that we do buy is food related on the regular. Well, I mean, we do buy a lot of other stuff as well. but Well, we buy other stuff, but we're not going shopping at the mall a lot. And we're not going to Target a lot. And we're not doing things like that. You know, every now and then we'll go to Target and like buy decorations for whatever's coming up or whatever it is. But it's few and far between. And when we do, we're not spending lots of money. Right. So most of our expenses are sort of like, well, hey, it's going to be Thanksgiving and family wants us to come down, you know, like, and that's an important expense for us. 
because we want to spend time with family around Thanksgiving. Because and it's the best holiday. <laughs> yeah, but long story short, like I only put a lot more money in that account because I wanted to use the points and sort of try and accumulate and be able to start building up some points. But yeah, when you are starting out, you don't need to put a lot of money in. Even if you just open up the card and you just leave it somewhere for like six months, just like every now and then put like a small thing on it and just pay it back almost immediately. That way you can sort of prove to the banks that you are a trustworthy lender and they will then slowly but surely start extending you more credits and, you know, everything else. And you'll eventually be able to build it up real quick. That reminds me, my mom used to tell me when I did first get my credit card a lot, she would tell me similar things like go and fill up your gas tank in your car like once a month and then pay it off right away. And back then it was the good old days when you could fill up your car for like 20 bucks. And at the time, 20 bucks was like a lot of money for me. And so I put it on my credit card and then I would pay it off. I never looked at credit cards as like fake money that it was invisible and I could just blow. Yeah. And we, we've spoken to a lot of people that did do that. You know, we've spoken to people that have blown $50,000 on their credit card and right. all of a sudden had to deal with the consequences of paying back massive amounts of money. And you don't want to ever be in that position if you can avoid it. You want to be responsible with your credits and you want to make sure that you're only really putting what you need to put on the card and another big thing with the credit cards is that you need to make sure that you are not spending a lot of your facility. So, and that's why I put more money in because I wanted to make sure at any one point in time, I was under 30% of my available facility. And to today, that looks very different for me because I've got such a big available limit. I'm, I don't even use 1% of it. But the reason it's so low is because I've managed to build that up over a longer period of time and basically prove that I'm trustworthy and I'm not going to be abusing credits. So how did you feel when you were able to get your first real credit card? It's a really exciting moment, Kate. I'm not going to lie. You know, you, you kind of feel like you've been treated like a baby. And when you finally start to, you know, get the training wheels off the bike, you know, it's a big moment for you. <laughs> so did you go and buy anything with it? No, I didn't. I just got the credit card. So you just were all excited and then you put it away. Exactly. Yeah. Good job, Dan. <laughs> Trying to be responsible, Kate. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I would say that that's basically the basic building blocks to sort of try and build credits. You want to sort of do it very slowly, only really use what you absolutely have to. And once you do have some credit worthiness, open those accounts. And like I said in the earlier episode, because you're starting out, open up a lot of cards initially. Yes, it's going to raise flags. Yes, you're going to be rejected for some of them. And you want to make sure that you have like five open within a two-year period. Okay. So... Don't open up more than five because the chances that you're getting rejected are very, very high. And even though I've got good credit, I applied for a card like three, four months ago. And because I had five open, they deny my application instantly because I had so many open accounts within a short period of time. So you want to make sure that you are like within the rules and you can check like there's a lot of banks have got really good information on their websites in terms of like what you should be doing. I know Capital One has got an absolutely great app called CreditWise. So one of my credit cards is with them and I got that card just to help monitor my credits and sort of learn about credit and figure out what I should and shouldn't be doing. Yeah, and definitely monitoring your credit is very important while you are trying to build your credit and your credit score. Yeah, for sure. So Kate, I think that's all I have for everyone today. Have you got anything else you want to add? No, that's about it. All right, cool. Well, we'll catch you on the flip side, Money Clan.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 